these girls, the next generation, like we want to bring these girls up knowing that they are in control of their choices and they they have all the power within them. That was such a reminder to me. And as simple as those lyrics are, man, I... Mom spaghetti. <laughs> totally. You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back to the show, everyone. If you are joining us today, yesterday was the Super Bowl. And today <laughs> is Valentine's Day. Bam, bam, one-two punch. <laughs> Mary and I were so inspired by the halftime performance yesterday. Inspired because that was the music that we grew up on. Just, I just want to throw that out there. Like that was what Jill and I listened to in middle school, in high school, well into our college years. Inspired because it's been a little while since it was mainstream, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I think that's really what we wanted to talk about today was how influential music was in our lives as we grew up in adolescence, as well as like our young adulthood, our right. kind of latter half of our teenage years going into our 20s. But that halftime performance, I made sure I was front in like front and center. Mm -hmm. And it just brought like I was flooded with memories. And oh, so now what's funny, and I think Mary and I love to do this now, we'll listen to songs that we grew up on and we really listen to the lyrics and we're like whoa is that what that meant like i guess we didn't really and yesterday was very pg it was Snoop very... dog was not dropping <laughs> f-bombs he true. they made it very family friendly it was Though 50 cents still got you know a little rub and tug in um <laughs> <laughs> so we laugh now because we're like, oh my gosh, I, I guess as teens, we just didn't put, like we didn't connect the dots, but now it's really fun to reminisce and listen again to Or we the did and we just didn't care because I will never forget my mother telling me that I couldn't buy Shaggy's album. Oh. It wasn't me. Right. They caught me banging on the sofa. 100%. It wasn't me, but guess what I bought anyway? Oh. Shaggy's album. Anytime it had that parent advisory sticker, mm -hmm. it was like that was the cue to do anything you needed to do to buy that CD. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go on a couple tangents here, but it's also funny because we're bringing up CDs mm -hmm. and I, much like you probably did, had 
a book full oh, of CDs with the album gosh. cover in it so you could see the songs. And we get a lot of flack nowadays for being on our phone and driving, like picking the music and driving. But back then, as Ooh. we're driving with our knees, knees. flipping through yeah. our CD case to figure out what CD we wanted to pop in. So true. Unless you were one of the lucky kids who had like a six CD player in Whoa. your car. Yes. I didn't. I only had one. It was front and center. So I literally had to, you know, go through the 12 songs and pick a different CD. Right. Um, that's so funny. My brother had one of those, but he saved his money and wanted that for a birthday present. He like, was the responsible one. Oh, 100% he was. I was, you know, I was the wild card of the, the wild card. I called myself that this weekend. Um, and I wanted to go back to what you said just a second ago around us not being aware of the lyrics. Of right. course, we probably knew all the words, but did we actually correlate or respond what the message was to what it actually meant in real life? IRL. Um, yes and no. I don't think we understood necessarily like the severity of the lyrics or what they were referring to. Um, and I think maybe certain instances made me feel more like a badass, if you mm -hmm. will, if I was singing along, but yeah. not necessarily connecting the lyrics to the actual life experience right. of who was singing it. Right. Because now it's funny when we re-listen, we have such a developed self-awareness and, and I guess more life experience too, where it the meaning is, is bigger right. or we understand what that means. And Mary and I were talking about like, what? <laughs> What do kids do now? Like, what is their outlet? What music do they have to listen to to truly get lost in the lyrics? Um, I mean, Eminem, oh my gosh, his lyrics, he was so controversial, but his lyrics were poetic. And I found myself, especially growing up listening to him, where like he got me through some really tough times. Really? Yeah. And I listen watching him again, it like I was flooded with memories of like, wow. I, yeah, I'm like losing myself in the moment. You gotta lose yourself. Dun -dun 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 -dun. <laughs> you know, and I'm like jamming and I'm thinking, what do kids nowadays have to e escape from versus just like jumping on YouTube and TikTok? Well, and it's interesting because it kind of makes me feel like my parents in saying this, like they don't make music like that anymore. <laughs> And are we I, saying that? We are. And I get where my parents come from right. now that they say it because they came from a really incredibly musically talented generation. era, yeah. generation as well. I mean, you've got the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, people who broke into the industry and mm -hmm. made their mark. And from that came all these delineations of music. Right. So you've got rap, you've got hip hop, you've got R&B. And realistically, all of that stemmed from one place. And I only know this because I took a music class in, at ASU. <laughs> I took classic rock. I didn't oh, take did. the Beatles. Okay. I that, took the Beatles. You took the Beatles. <laughs> I couldn't get into that one. It was way too popular. But I really enjoyed classic rock yeah, that's because cool. you got to learn like what chords stemmed then to country music and what chords right. then turned into classic rock and then what chords really went R&B. So cool. And then R&B turned into hip hop. And it's it's cool to know the roots of music and to see where it stemmed from because lyrically, I mean, Dr. Dre is a producer through and through. And he, it was so fun seeing him and his element again last night because like I said, that was the music that Jill and I grew up on. Mm -hmm. So to reminisce mm -hmm. and to see Mary J. Blige come on the screen and talk about percolating and no hateration yeah. and like, 
it was just fun to be flooded with those memories. Yeah. And Jill pulled up a, a Facebook um, post of someone who wrote about their experience and how they how they enjoyed it. And I think it just speaks volumes to this age range of how it really did. It brought us back to a time of losing ourselves in the music, mm -hmm. um, sipping on gin and juice with <laughs> D-O-double-G. Like, I really hope, um, and I'm sure much like our parents hoped, that kids looked at that performance last night and were interested to go look into who Dr. Dre was. Because quite honestly, Snoop Dogg said it, he's the greatest there ever was. Oh. Rap game-wise, I mean, he got signed by Death Row 25 years ago, and he had a very full circle moment this last week mm -hmm. because he bought Death Row. Oh, that's so He cool. bought Death Row Records, and now he gets to produce the next up and coming rappers, you know? So I really, really hope that kids under the age of, you know, this millennial generation, these Gen Z or, or Gen Xers, go look at who performed last night and they seek them out because like Jill said, mm -hmm. so much of their, their writing and the way they produce music helped us get through life. Mm -hmm whether we related directly or indirectly, like music all the way. 100%. I, I have this, this post up because I wanted to read this one snippet that was based off of Eminem's lyrics. And it just speaks beautifully to what we're talking about right now. And it says, we were reminded by Eminem that when you have one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you have ever wanted, take it. Lose yourself in the moment own it and never let it go. Whoa. That was a reminder last night listening to it. It was a reminder again of who I am, what I want to do in this world, and that this generation, our generation, and especially like who Mary and I are developing, these girls, the next generation, like we want to bring these girls up knowing that they are in control of their choices and they they have all the power within them that was such a reminder to me and as simple as those lyrics are man i mom spaghetti just kidding <laughs> totally <laughs> i was like dang i'm reinvigorated it was the best 13 minutes that i needed especially after such a chaotic past two years right well, and let, can we just take a tangent on on Eminem? Oh. I mean, he broke through that industry. Oh. He didn't take anybody's shit. Like, this was a kid who grew up in the slums of Detroit, right? right. Like, hard life. If you have ever seen 8 Mile, that kind of depicts it a little bit. Right. But, like, he had an uphill climb both ways to break into this industry, and he held his own. And, I mean, just to see him come out yesterday and sing that song, that song came out when I was in eighth grade. Yes. I will never forget yep. popping my – it was before, it was like right when MP3s came out. Oh, yeah. So the first generation Apple iPod, I didn't get one of those. I got what was called the Bean. So it kind of <laughs> looked like that, but it was a small <laughs> little pink MP3 player yes. that I'm sure I downloaded songs from LimeWire onto. Oh, for sure. But I can totally remember walking to school, singing that song to myself, pretending that I was such a badass. Mm. And I really feel like he gave me courage and strength to walk into school with my head held high and yeah. my shoulder shoulders back. Well, it's like, it's it's art. Mm -hmm. It's it's affirmation through lyrics, which is so crazy to think about. Like saying those lyrics, if you really look at them, you're like, yeah, 
that did make me feel brave. That did make me feel courageous where I could walk into any room and own this bitch. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I thought it was cool. They did an interview. They did several interviews with um, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige leading up to the the halftime show. And it was cool just to hear what they wanted to get out of it, Mm -hmm. um, to bridge the gap between the lack of hip hop, the lack of diversity within the NFL Mm -hmm. for as far as coaches and people in the front office at HQ. He really wanted to create, wants to create, to take that halftime show to create opportunity for more hip hop artists and more diversity within the NFL. And I just think that after 30 years in the industry, it's really cool to have that become your mission and your vision because he's accomplished everything else. Oh my god! Platinum records, gold records, money, star, producing. Like, he's yeah. a star. He's, he's a incredible. Star. Yeah. You know him wherever you go. And it's cool now that he gets to use his platform to mm-hmm. take his hand, turn 100%. around and say, let's go. Yeah. Like this is now your opportunity to take your talent to seize everything you ever wanted. To seize everything you ever wanted. You've got one chance, one shot, one opportunity. Yeah, baby. Um, and Jill made a really good point that while she was watching the halftime show yesterday, she was with a couple of different age demographics. And one of the older age demographics asked her if she really thought that that was talent. And I mean, I'm sure her jaw hit the ground. I wasn't there to see it. Oh, but I rolls. Her head snapped, (laughs) that neck snapped so fast. And she said, absolutely. Here's reason A, B, C, D, what we just talked about. But it also helped get kids like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre off the streets. Mm -hmm. Because if you were living in LA, when they were living in LA, that was around Rodney King. There was so much discrimination. And I mean, just, it was wild. Either they were going to take that path to sing and rap and do hip hop or they were going to sell drugs or totally. or whatever live on the streets and not be fruitful in the way that they were fruitful so now that they have created this platform they have created opportunities for other kids to follow in their footsteps exactly. and that is powerful that is powerful and that's what we we want this younger generation like i mean maybe this is a request for people listening. If you have younger daughters, if you have sons, like what what music are they into? Or how could you introduce your music that you've grown up with and loved and really like create a cool conversation around what it meant to you and how it maybe got you through a really hard time that you were challenged by or s- struggling in because really I, I'm a firm believer that music heals. And when Mary and I do our mentorship with particularly our one-on-one girls, music is such a key element to their healing and like the process of working on yourself because sometimes, yes, you can hear all the amazing things from your parents. You can hear what to do and how to do it from us, but there might be a beat or a lyric that just really takes you to a place that you're like, wow, I feel like I'm not alone. And this person literally sees my soul and I, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. Is it something like this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like putting on my hoodie right now. (laughs) Eminem. Eminem. Lose yourself in the music. This is it. Yes. Just this little beat. You hear it. You know it. 
and it brings you back. What Jill just said, as far as like your memories, music really jogs it. Things like smells, music, and that really could be a fun connecting point for you and your kids, as opposed to just having them listen to your music without any explanation. Of course, they're not going to get into it. But if you can connect a why to what you're listening to and loop them in to why it was important for you, I guarantee they'll be more apt to listen to it, ask questions and be involved in the conversation. And to flip it on its head, maybe start listening to what your kids are listening to. I was going to say that is It's got to be an equal opportunity there, though, because your kids are probably going to want you to listen to what they're listening to now. And just remember, probably when you were listening to Eminem and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Kendrick Lamar and Mary J, I'm sure your parents were like, this is trash. This is awful. (laughs) So be mindful. Be mindful of projecting your childhood onto your kids, Mm -hmm. um, because truly this could be such a moment for you to connect. Oh, I love that. That's it. That's That's, it. We just, we wanted to share in our love of the halftime Super Bowl for the 2021-2022 season. Um, Truly. And and, and Mary and I are big, big believers that like there's magic everywhere. If you look for it, you can find it. And there's inspiration everywhere. So how can you look at everything as an opportunity, a a coaching moment for for bringing your child in and and teaching them something that was important to you at one point in your life. And those, those artists were, were definitely important to us and they still are, which is why yesterday's halftime show spoke so loudly to us. We know there was a football game that happened. Oh, that there was so many fans (laughs) excited, um, obviously to win a Super Bowl in your hometown, like there's another inspirational story. I mean, gosh, we could go on forever yeah. around the pieces of information around the Super Bowl, but that's really what we wanted to touch on today. Yep. That halftime show reminded us of so much. And now we get to take our Tylenol PM <laughs> and go to bed because <laughs> we've got work to do. Well, and it's only appropriate that I end this episode with a Dr. Dre one-liner. It's We're on to the next episode. See, <laughs> see you guys next time. <laughs> we say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.